Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. The tidings we bring to you and your King. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hello and welcome to our December edition of Amateur Talking Newspaper. We will be sending you two productions this month. In addition to the month's news, we'll be sending you a Christmas magazine. You may have already heard about this. We have been lucky in getting a famous person to record a message for you. I'll not say any more now, but leave it for you to hear the magazine yourselves. Now, back to our monthly news. I would like to say thank you to the listener who sent us a donation. I have written a letter to her and enclosed it with her tape. For those of you who are able to use a computer, John is putting our newspaper onto a podcast. If you want further details, please send an email to atn at rosaman, R-H-O-S-A-M-A-N, dot com. And from there, we will give you the address of the podcast. Your readers this month are Ray, Peggy, Mary and Aldwith. The next news will be in the new year. So I wish all of you a happy new year and speak to you again in 2008. Bye. 101 Celebrations Sarah Ann Jenkins celebrated her 101st birthday at her home at Pantaboblenty Cross on Friday the 30th of November. Her children Brian and Olive, her five grandchildren and 11 great-grandchildren were all there. Amman editor Twanog brings Wales to life. A Welsh teacher from Amman Valley School is the editor of a new book published by Papir Bro Clonk, which features 45 characters from a community in West Wales. Dylan Lewis has brought together the portraits, which were written by Manardailo born Twanog Davis. The book is called Cymeriadau Bro. The characters include familiar faces, such as the new National Assembly Agricultural Minister, Elaine Jones, originally from Llanunen, Lampeter, the former Lampeter postmaster and famous singer Timothy Evans, journalist Dylan Yorworth, Achterblacker, as well as the Welsh author, the late Dr Isloin Folk Ellis from Lampeter. Some of the other characters in the book include Welsh Bowls champion Anita Williams from Coman Llanabyddair, Llanabyddair horse sales auctioneer Dewi Davis, the late Daniel Davis, owner of a well-known menswear shop in Lampeter, a Gwankai Garwen-born minister, the late Glenville Jones, and Lampeter comprehensive school teacher Dylan Wynne. The book also includes portraits of young people living and working in the community, including David Mills of Llanunen, Rhys Williams of Kellan and Sean Jenkins of Courtney with. Dylan Lewis comments, 
Printed by Alolva, this is an excellent read. It's a snapshot of local personalities from all walks of life. This is a book to be treasured by both locals and people from afar interested in the Welsh way of life, written by an author who knows the people well. The book went on sale in local shops in late October for £4.95, an ideal Christmas stocking filler. Breast Test Wales Comes to Town Free breast cancer screening tests are currently underway in Ammonford as Breast Test Wales returns to the town. The NHS Breast Screening Unit is currently sited at the Baltic Car Park opposite the Tesco Garage where it is offering free screening to women aged over 50 who are registered with local doctors. Screening is offered every three years and it is the sixth time that the service has visited Ammonford. I think that we are now quite a familiar sight in the town, and women look forward to the arrival of the van and having their free NHS test, said Alison Clement of Breast Test Wales. Breast cancer claims the lives of thousands of women every year in the UK, and the best way of early detection is to attend for breast screening. The unit will remain in Ammonford until February 2008, screening women from each local doctor's surgery in turn. This will also include practices in outlying areas. All women between the ages of 50 and 70 should receive a postal invitation over the next few months. Brewery wins three awards. It's cheers all round for Ashandaila Brewery, which has won three awards in three months. Evan Evans fought off stiff competition to gain a silver medal in the Best Bitter category at the Great Welsh Beer and Cider Festival in Cardiff. The brewery has been voted Best Bitter Brewery in Wales by the Society of Independent Brewers and recognised as Top Welsh Brewer at the True Taste Awards. Managing Director Simon Buckley said, At last, Evan Evans seems to be getting the recognition it deserves as one of the leading small brewers in Wales. The Great Welsh Beer and Cider Festival is an established showcase for Welsh brands and brewers and it is a privilege to be among the winners. Mr Buckley said Andrew George and team in Llandailo continue to produce award-winning ales now enjoyed throughout Wales. We beat our rivals and I am proud of this continued success, he added. Further expansion of the brewery will allow the company to double production in the new year. Ammon Valley residents are to receive a £53,000 cash boost that council chiefs say will boost the quality of their lives. The Upper Ammon Valley was declared a renewal area in March by Neath Portobo Council and awarded £500,000 to give the villages of Lower Brynamon and Gwaikai Garwen a facelift. Christmas came early for council bosses when they discovered last month that the Welsh Assembly Government had underspent the allocated funds and that the area was entitled to an extra £53,000 in slippage money. Council leader Derek Vaughan believes the extra money will enable the authority to bring forward work which had been planned for 2008. 
In 2000, the villages of Lower Brinanan and Guaycai Garuen were placed within the top 10% of the most deprived areas in the country, he said. When we declared the villages a renewal area earlier this year, we outlined the many benefits that renewal status can bring. It can act as a catalyst for drawing in extra funding from both the public and the private sector. He said residents were already reaping the rewards of the five-year Valleys Strategy Programme after the first group repair scheme was launched in Cannon Street, Lower Brinaman, last month. The authority has also helped to set up police surgeries and welfare benefits advice sessions. Gail's Girls Get in the Pink for Charity A Gwain Kaigarwen hairdresser's has proved a cut above the rest when it comes to fundraising after collecting more than £1,500 for Breast Cancer Care Cymru. Gail's hair got in the pink recently and managed to collect £1,510 from customers and residents who donated hard-earned cash. The owner, Gail Powell, said, This is the first fundraising we've done in the salon and we're so pleased to have raised so much, thanks to everybody who got involved. We held a pink day, when we all dressed in pink. We held a raffle, sold cakes, and asked customers to donate gifts, which we then resold. Assembly member Gwenda Thomas drew the raffle for us, and Di Collins, aged 101, the oldest man in the village, joined in the fun. Cancer Charity Plunge A Shandila solicitor and two friends abseiled 230 feet from Newport Transporter Bridge to raise £1,300 for ten of us. Meyer Jones from Bethlehem, a partner in the firm of Hugh Williams, Son and Company, was joined by Sean Jones from Llanurda and Catherine Swindles from Llandilo, for the free fall upsell. Meyer said she wanted to help ten of us because her 32-year-old sister, Linos, had been treated for breast cancer at a Cardiff hospital and she is currently receiving chemotherapy. Meyer said, It was the most frightening experience of my life, but I am glad I've done it. I did it for my sister. I wanted to show her that others faced fear as well. Sean said the most frightening moment was stepping off the bridge into mid-air. I also wanted to support ten of us, because my aunt was diagnosed with breast cancer many years ago, she added. Campaign warns of clothing firm scan. Trading standard officers in Carmarthenshire are issuing a poster warning people of a charity clothing scams. The poster, which is the spoof of flyers used to convince people that a commercial operation is really a charity, is being used to get the message across in the run-up to Christmas. Council officers are concerned at the number of private companies putting out flyers which imply they are collecting for charity when they are actually collecting clothes to sell. The flyers are not illegal, because the small print does explain that the collecting company is a commercial operation. The causes quoted in the flyers range from children affected in the Chernobyl disaster to the youngsters in Africa. The spoof flyer says, 
The clothing scam company needs your unwanted clothes. We are a commercial company, but we use we give the impression that we are a charity. We sell the good quality items you donate and often dump anything we can't resell. New councillor elected. Anthony Davis has been named the new county councillor for Llandebier following a by-election. Councillor Davis, an independent, received 496 votes, beating Labour's Brian Rees, who polled 337 votes. Plyde's Nesta Urquhart with 310, Conservative Martin Davis on 52, and Independent Marion Bowen, who polled 49 votes. The by-election was called following the death of Councillor Mary Thomas, who had served under BF for many years. Councillor Davis, who has lived in the village since 1956, supported Councillor Thomas and the late Gerald Earl, serving as their agents in several council elections. He said, I am honoured to follow in the footsteps of Mary Thomas, who did so much for this area. Four years for Dawn Pack Blackpale Man. A worker from Poland who almost cost a cross-hands meat processing plant £15 million has been jailed for four years for blackmail. Lezek Berkowitz, 46, faked photographs purporting to show unhygienic working conditions inside the massive Dawn Pack plant. He sent them to the company along with a demand for £11,770 and threats to pass the pictures on to competitors. John Hipkin, prosecuting, told Swansea Crown Court that at one stage Dawn Pack considered an entire product recall which would have cost £15 million as well as causing a devastating impact on the company's reputation. Berkowitz admitted blackmail in May 2007 by sending the company an unwarranted demand for money with menaces. Mr Hipkin said Dornpack employed between 600 and 1,100 people, depending on demand, and relied on the CSA recruitment agency to supply workers. Berkowitz was one of them and joined Dornpack in October 2005. He used his mobile phone to take hundreds of images, as well as making 23 short films, which allegedly showed poor working conditions. The images included mice and vermin poison in close proximity to meat, but the images had been fabricated. Dawn Pack, said Mr Hipkin, supplied every well-known high street store and the company took its responsibilities very seriously. The Crosshands plant was described as one of Europe's leading meat processing firms and turned over £200 million a year. Retailers frequently carried out spot audits to ensure working conditions were of the highest standard. Judge Christopher Morton said the plan had involved a lot of preparation and thought. Blackmail is a nasty offence. The economic harm that might have been caused would have been considerable, he added. Testing kids to tackle drugs. 
Drugs misuse at nighttime venues in Ammanford is going to be tackled with sophisticated testing equipment. Carmarthenshire Community Safety Partnership is seeking the support of nightclub owners to take a zero-tolerance approach to the problem. A drug itemizer machine will be used to randomly swab revellers before they enter certain licensed premises with the manager's consent. Ammonford-based Community Safety Officer Rob Chapman said the itemizer machine will be used to check if anyone has come into contact with a Class A drug. Traces of the drug will cling to skin, clothes and items, so by Running the swab over people, we can then identify if people have been in contact with drugs and what the drug is. We are planning to pick venue in the town at random and selectively choose people throughout the night to test. Through this system, we are improving the relationship between venue managers and police. In 263 tests carried out in Carmarthen, 20 were shown to have high readings. Three people were arrested and cocaine seized. Mr Chapman said police were hoping to bring the machine to the town before Christmas. We have only used the machine in Carmarthen so far, where it was very successful, he said. It can give an accurate reading down to a zero percent. We are aiming to bring it to Llanelli and Ammonford in time for the Christmas period. It will have a knock-on effect and deter people from using drugs before going out and deter users from carrying drugs with them. Community Safety Sergeant David Haskins said the itemizer has been used twice in Carmarthen with quite dramatic effect. It will be used in Llanelli and Ammonford and elsewhere where deemed appropriate in the near future. Officers trained in the use of the equipment said the majority of nighttime Carmarthen clubbers were first shocked, then encouraged by what we strive to achieve. Cresses is still the place to be in my home village. Rugby legend Gareth Edwards came home to Gwankai Garwen recently and paid tribute to the wonderful people of the village where he grew up. The ex-Wales and Lions scrum half, undeniably the greatest player in the history of the game, was back in town to launch a new book, A Crut or Wine. But he cast aside all thoughts of publicising the Welsh language autobiography as he reminisced about his time in the village that has named a street after him. It's always wonderful to come back home, he beamed. I still have family here, so I am back on a regular basis, and it is always great to return. While Edwards's life may have changed dramatically since his childhood days in the Ammon Valley, he admits that much of the village has stayed the same. It's the people that make the village what it is, and many of them that I remember from when I was growing up are still around, he said. Cresses is still the place to be, apparently, just like it was when I was a boy, so some things never change. The book launch was held at Gwankai Garwen's school, where Gareth, who was the youngest Welsh captain in history, started off his school life. Returning to the building brings back so many memories for me, like doing gym and drama classes in the hall, he said. They are wonderful memories from when I was growing up, when we were able to go out and play wherever we wanted. 
We used to have loads of fields that we could roam in, but that is obviously one aspect of life that has changed. One childhood experience he does not recall with such enthusiasm is when the school's rugby team was picked, and for the only time in his life, Gareth was not first choice at scrum half. I think they were making me play in the centre back then, he chuckled. Big plan for historic hall. One of Sundilo's best-known buildings is to be transformed by a major investment scheme. Shops, a gymnasium, offices, a conference facilities and apartments will be housed at the former Market Hall, a Georgian Grade II listed building. The Morgan Group, which already owns the Corder Hotel in the historic market town and Swansea-based Gwalia Group, have been selected as preferred developers of the property after detailed proposals were put forward to Carmarthenshire Council by a variety of developers. The Council is selling the hall to ensure a viable and beneficial use for a building that has played an important part in Llandilo's history. County Councillor for Llandilo, Yayan Jones, said, I welcome the fact that the Morgans Group has shown an interest in the building and has put in a far better offer than other interested parties. What I have great doubts about is an extension to the building to accommodate lots of small flats in an already crowded and congestion congested section of the town. Carmarthenshire Council's Head of Corporate Property, Jonathan Fern, said the proposal was considered to be the most deliverable. There will be a variety of new-build homes and some retail and commercial use on the adjacent land, he said. Carmarthenshire's Regeneration and Leisure Executive Board member, Clive Scourfield, said, There has been a lot of interest regarding the future use of Llandilo Market Hall and we are satisfied that this scheme is by far the best one for the town. Morgans and Gwalia will be giving a presentation of the scheme to a public meeting and will take any feedback and comments into account before finalising the details. A planning application will then be drawn up and submitted in the new year. Home Scheme Expands an assistance scheme which helps support vulnerable people at home after they have been released from hospital has been introduced to the whole of Carmarthenshire. The County Local Health Board, Home from Hospital Programme, run by South and West Wales Red Cross, has been operating in Llenelli since 2005. Now it is operating around Carmarthen and gives short-term support to help vulnerable people move from hospital. Support includes shopping, pension and prescription collection, transport to appointments, companionship and confidence building. In May 2006, the British Red Cross also started a support service for people in the Llandovery and Llandilo areas. For more information about this service, please call 01554 Five Star Loos get the red carpet treatment. The public toilets in Llandovery are a five-star facility. The so-called Super Loos at the Castle Car Park 
have been awarded top marks in the Lou of the Year Awards 2007. Run by the British Toilet Association, the awards encourage the highest possible standards in all types of public toilets. Inspectors visited Llandovery unannounced during the summer and they were more than happy to spend a penny or even 20p. The county's superloos at John Street in Carmarthen have also received a five-star grading. Meanwhile, toilets in Larne and Llethi Town Hall achieved a four-star grading from inspectors. Carmarthenshire Council will now go through to the national awards in December. Over the past three years, the Council has invested £1.5 million to transform its bog-standard toilets into first-class facilities. The Superloos have vandal-proof individual access cubicles with hand-washing facilities, hot air dryers and baby-changing facilities in each cubicle. They also have full disabled access with no public areas so that antisocial behaviour is discouraged. Each visit costs 20p, which covers all maintenance and cleaning costs. The English now, is it, John? Yeah. Right, OK. Ordeal. Seven-year-old Matthew comes to the rescue of a twin sister, our little hero. A seven-year-old Ammonford boy is being praised for raising the alarm when his twin sister suffered a fit in her sleep. Little Matthew Quigley did not panic when his sister Rhiannon went into convulsions at 5.30 in the morning. He alerted Mum and Dad, Debbie and Sean, who immediately phoned for an ambulance which took Rhiannon to hospital. Reliving the family's ordeal this week, Mrs Quigley, 45, who runs a Packerine post office, said the twins were only £1.10 ounces when they were born prematurely and had to be put in an incubator. Rhiannon came into our room at 5am asking if she could get into Matthew's bed. I said go on then because I just wanted to get back to sleep to be honest. The next thing we knew Matthew was in our room. He started babbling on about how Rhiannon was shaking. There was hot water coming from her mouth and he couldn't get her head off the pillow. Sean brought her in and I called the ambulance. She was obviously having some sort of fit. Mrs Quigley said Matthew remained calm as his frightened parents awaited the ambulance. He said, don't worry, Mammy, I'll put my shoes and socks on and you can drop me off at Mamgee's when you go to off to the hospital with Rhiannon, said Mrs Quigley. He saved her life. If he hadn't been there, would we have heard her? Would she have woken up? Thank God she decided to go into Matthew's bedroom when she did. And the family are full of praise for the paramedics who attended. The ambulance crew were incredible. They were here in three minutes, she said. If I won the National Lottery tomorrow, I'd give those two paramedics every penny. We even chose our new head. An Ammonford School Council, which is quite literally a pathway to success, has been honoured at an award ceremony. Ammonford Comprehensive Schools Council was highly commended at the Welsh Assembly Government's recent Schools Council Wales Award. The competition was part of a drive to get Welsh youngsters involved in decision-making. One of the Schools Council's main accomplishments has been getting a walkway erected between buildings so pupils can travel to lessons in the rain without getting wet. 
the council, which consists of an elected boy and girl from each year, has also played a part in getting benches situated around the school for pupils to socialise in comfort, adding healthier foods to the lunchtime menu and improving toilet facilities. Another of the council's most notable activities has been helping to appoint a new headmaster teacher and deputy head teacher. Council representatives spend time with each candidate, questioning them about certain aspects of school life, then mark the candidate's performances. 32 schools from across Wales entered the competition, which was judged by a panel of children and young people. Kerry Evans, assistant head teacher at Ammon for Comprehensive School, said, I am really proud of the school council for being highly commended in this prestigious competition. The members have worked so hard to bring about some outstanding changes in the school. Being part of a, such a successful council has really benefited the pupils involved. They, and indeed the rest of the school, have been able to see how democracy operates and how just one vote can make such a difference. Youngsters keep open-air pool afloat. Brunaman Swimming Pool Association held a presentation evening at the Black Mountain Inn to thank youngsters for volunteering their support. Certificates were given to Alicia and Connor Clement, while ASBO group members Jordan Christopher and Dominic Bird, Thomas Smith, Kaylee Jones, Joshua Thomas Jones and William Price received certificates for helping during the clean-up. Shop workers Kaylee McMahon, Leanne Tyrrell and Cletta Davis were also awarded, while special thanks were given to Owen Morris and Maria D'Angelo. The certificates were presented by County Councillor Elwyn Williams. A son any parent would be proud of. Tributes have been paid to a popular Ammonford te teenager who died after falling from a first Great Western train travelling between Neath and Swansea. Gareth Newton Walker, 19, of Saron, Ammonford, was found dead at the side of the line at Clansamlet Station near Swansea in the early hours of Saturday morning, November the 24th. An ardent gig-goer, he had been returning from a concert by the band Bring Me the Horizon at TJ's in Newport with a group of friends when the tragedy happened. Gareth was a nice, pleasant boy and news of his death has shocked everybody in the area, said local councillor Peter Cooper. His family have lived here in Saron for many years and are well known in the area. People just can't get over what has happened. It's such a terrible tragedy. A former pupil at Ammon Valley Comprehensive School, Mr Newton Walker, had left after year 11 and was working in Blue Banana in Swansea's Union Street at the time of his death. British Transport Police are not treating the death as suspicious but a spokesman said it was not clear what exactly happened on the train at 12.15am. Mr Newton Walker is thought to have joined the train in Newport around an hour earlier. A spokesman for Network Rail said the line was closed for nearly six hours following the incident. Sportsman found dead. Tributes have been paid to a devoted family man from T. Cross who has died suddenly. 
father of three, Peter Phillips, was found dead in his car after a game of five-a-side football at play football in Treboth, Swansea. The 54-year-old, a keen footballer and long-distance runner, leaves a wife, Sue, and three daughters. Paul Dark of Dreamtime Bed, Swansea, where Mr Phillips works, said, He was a trustworthy and a great old-fashioned family man who will be sadly missed. A foul man Glanaman teenager has been fined £200 for disorderly behaviour after he launched a tirade of abuse at the police. Jobless Nicholas Christopher Evans of Brinsoy Road hurled a string of four-letter words at officers when they were called to disperse a group of youths outside Ammon United Rugby Club during early hours of November the 11th. Constables repeatedly warned Evans to control his language and behaviour, but the 19-year-old continued a vitriolic onslaught. The officers finally ran out of patience with Evans and arrested him. Appearing before a magistrate at Ammonford, Evans said he was deeply ashamed of himself for his actions. The court heard how Evans had received a fixed penalty last February for using threatening words and behaviour. This is the second such incident in a short time, and we view this as very serious, said magistrates. Evans was fined £200 and ordered to pay £60 towards the court costs. He was also made to pay a £15 victim support surcharge. Jeremy is top gun. Jeremy Jones of Cooper's Estate Cross passed out at Winchester on September the 14th and has moved on to the military police. Jeremy was presented with an award for best recruit by Sir General Richard Dannett, head of the British Army. Forget the stereotype of uncaring youngsters. A school governor Silvera has raised £3,000 for charity. An Oxfam disco raised 1500 while pupils also raised 1500 for children in need. The disco was part of a national Oxfam festival and the school proved one of the most successful in the country. Oxfam representative Phil Broadhurst said, Events like these break down stereotypes of apathetic and uncaring young people.